I do know that for the sympathy of one living being, I would make peace with all. I have love in me, the likes of which you can scarcely imagine, and rage, the likes of which you would not believe. If I cannot satisfy the one, I will indulge the other. Hello, and welcome to episode 429 of Under the Cull of MS. This is a normal Tuesday episode, a little bit of comics, a little bit of MS, a little bit of whatever else we decide to come up with. And we have a huge pile of comics to get through this week again, so we might as well get started. Starting out with Count Crowley. Amateur Midnight Monster Hunter from Dark Horse Comics. This is number two of four. And now, just so you know, I know that I've been all over the place with comics. Recently, I was reading issues fours, fives, and six, where I haven't read the two, three, or four yet. And I didn't realize it, that I had everything swapped around. And now we're finally getting caught up on all the oddball ones. And I did finally organize them to make it a little simpler. To hopefully get stuff in order and get back caught up on where we were before my last few shipments came and got all mixed together, and just became quite the mess. But we're dealing with Count Crowley, and she is hunting down a werewolf in this storyline. And just so happens that the werewolf's boyfriend's part of this, and he's trying to protect her, the werewolf, the she-wolf, while Count Crowley's trying to protect herself, and... You get to see a bunch of things happen, including a mysterious man that appears and an interesting, our interesting older character in the background, giving Crowley the what's ups, the mission, mission notes and information along the way. Uh, But yeah, I'm still enjoying this run. This issue I didn't like as much as the first one. But I'm sure the next one will pick up. And I believe this was going to be a short run, but now I don't think they have a run number for it. So they might might have decided to go further. Who knows? We'll find out. Then we got Deadpool Bad Blood. Number two. I could have swore I had number two and number three sitting off to the side, but now I can't find the other one if Unless I was just hallucinating and it really wasn't there. Who knows? But Deadpool's been shooting, stabbing, and otherwise annoying people for years. But occasionally he tries to do good. Such as his going effort to hunt down a super secret weapon his old boss, Tolliver, had connections to. 
Helping on his mission is Pal Domino, who may have some conflicted feelings about the now-deceased Tolliver since he kidnapped her. But we don't talk about that. The main snag, though, is the appearance of the not-so-cuddly villain, Thumper, who continually shows up to beat Deadpool to a bloody pulp. For years, Thumper has been one step ahead of Deadpool in tracking down the devastating weapon, with one past meeting even pitting the Merc with the mouth against Cable and X-Force. And that's what we're getting in here is a little battle between Cable and X-Force and Deadpool and Thumper's appearance and this other character that's appearing along the way. And we're getting a little bit of backstory play from... From... Yep. Uh, from a domino in here. She's playing in the background, helping Wade out. We don't get to see as much of her as we'd like in this issue, but she is there. Uh, Deadpool. When Domino is around, Deadpool actually does have a good, good partner on his side. And she's like everybody. She has her issues with Wade and his his problems but yeah she's she's more of the easygoing characters that have worked with Deadpool in the past that I've seen at least I gotta take a swig here take a drink if you got it uh oh my water's almost up I'm gonna have to fill this it's a very hot week this week again so yeah Drinking lots and lots of water. Probably almost a gallon a day lately. But yeah. I enjoy this Deadpool run. Getting a lot of uh, X-Force style stuff in here with it, which is fine with me. I believe this was supposed to be a four issue run. And I could have swore I had the third issue. But I have no idea where it is. I don't see it anywhere around here, so I don't know. I'm going to have to dig through my stuff and see if I can find out. Then we got Dynamite Never Dies, issue three from Dynamite, obviously. Red Sonya's dealing with this evil entity, this evil sorceress gal and a demigod or whatever she is. And Red Sonia, along with Vampirella and Panta, are trying to take this lady down and fix all this stuff going on with the zombies. And uh, this is an example of one that I know I reviewed the fourth one for you last week or the week before. And I was confused when I was reading it to you. And I was sitting there like... Some of this stuff just, it's like I missed something. And this explains it because this shows how Tarzan hooked up with the six, well, the gorillas that have two two legs but four arms. And 
the other creatures that we see in the fourth issue that uh, Tarzan and the other characters are on using or controlling or are helping them battle. And in this one, we get to see the apes help Tarzan beat the crap out of a bunch of the zombie characters and stuff. But I wish I would have read that one before the fourth one because it would have made the fourth one way better. When I read the fourth one first, I was like, okay, I'm bored with this story. I need a break from it. And, of course, I screwed up and didn't know I had the third one. Sitting off to the side to help us get caught up on all that. But, but good story now that I know what happened. Uh, it went from going downhill to definitely picking up some storyline here. And I'm liking where it's going now. Uh, not sure how much is left of that one because I believe the first dynamite uh, dies storyline. I believe that one was a five issue maybe. So this one might be a five issue also. Could be six. Not sure. But we will see. And then Gunslinger spawn number eight. This one I could have read the ninth one. I'm not sure. <laughs> but uh, we get a little more of the teasing love story between the Gunslinger character and the, I believe she's the Scorched character. The she spawn. But uh starts out with those two characters kind of like just reminiscing about what they just went through in the bar where he was setting something up and she came in and he had to get her out of there without her causing too much of a disturbance and giving too much identity away because of her being a Male Bulgia, or whatever you want to call it, one of the spawn characters, a hell spawn. Uh, he didn't want her to identify herself in the bar atmosphere and throw his uh, cover away. But we get to deal with this <clears throat> other hell spawn character, whatever he is, that's kind of a carny. It reminds me of like uh, the guy that runs the circus, the side circus sideshow abuser uh, character, the character that runs everything and destroys all the people that work for the sideshow and stuff and just treats them like shit and all that stuff. But that type of character turns into an interesting type of Hellspawn character in here. And uh, we get to learn more of what's going on with that storyline. With Gunslinger and stuff, I'm getting ready to jump off all these storylines that spawn. I think that I'm going to only stay with, definitely with the Gunslinger and possibly one other one. Uh, it all depends if the clown's appearing in any of them. If he is, those are the ones I'll stick with right now. But we'll just see how it plays out. 
we go through the different pieces because I have a feeling we got a few more characters that join the party that we'll, might be talking about in some other issues I'm going to be reviewing here. And I have a feeling that they're going to let them characters have their own runs also. So I don't really want to go that deep with all these different side runs. I wanted to keep it simpler. Kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. But yeah. Then we have Star Wars Han Solo and Chewbacca. Number two by Marvel Comics. The Crystal Run, part two. It is a golden age of criminal enterprise with the evil galactic empire preoccupied with bringing the galaxy under its thumb. Scoundrels and thieves are free to ply their criminal trades with abandon. The vile gangster Jabba the Hutt has hired Han Solo, Chewbacca, and Greedo to steal an urn containing the ashes of his arc rival. The urn is located on Han's home planet of Corellia, where an unexpected reunion awaits him. We get a little history of Han Solo and his father in here, and uh, which is nice because up until now, I didn't even know Han Solo had a father. I just assumed he was raised by his mom, went off and started smuggling at a very young age, and kind of left as a teenager into the world and did whatever he wanted. And that's kind of the way I looked at that character this whole time and now we get to see his father and see see why we don't never heard of the father and all that stuff and while we're dealing this we still got jackass greedo that's part of the party and they're still trying to complete this mission that greedo was sent on on with them and we also get some information about Bib Fortana in here. And other characters that I didn't know nothing about. But uh the storyline still keeping me intrigued, keeping my curiosity going. Definitely gonna keep following it. And I totally understand. I mean Every issue I read, I'm like, yeah, if I was Han, I would have shot first, too. I would have shot as soon as I seen the jackass's green skin anywhere in the world. Uh, because Greedo is just such a little shit. He just, he deserves everything he gets. Because he's screwing with other people's lives and costing them. Uh problems that's going to come down on him in the future but next up we have king spawn number 10 while spawn faces down gaia over the potential fate of his wife his friend terry fitzgerald roams the streets of new york like al simmons terry loved wanda too and like al He's learned too much to let certain things go. First and foremost, that his wife Wanda 
could possibly return from the dead. If Spawn takes Azrael's offer, the Exodus Foundation could make it happen. It's why he needs to get inside their building. He needed to see for himself all their inner workings. And that that brings us into an introduction into another character. We're finding out more about about what's being released, what all this is meaning, what's all becoming of it. It's and who's gonna hold that damn crown? I mean, they're just. Spawn gets a taste of the throne in this issue. I believe it was this issue that had that uh, part of it. But it's like, I wish Spawn would just be done with it and take the damn crown. It's like, someone's got to take the crown. Why not have Al take it? And I'd rather have him than one of these other demons. Like give it to the person that has somewhat of a head head on his shoulders, but yet we know his head is also clogged. And excuse me, it's burped. <laughs> Sorry about that. I got a burp and hiccup crap going on because I'm podcasting. Of course, I don't know. It's just goes off but if i'm doing it on video i don't have that problem so i can't i would love someone that has any knowledge that can explain that to me i would love to know why that happens it's like when i'm doing audio i get burpy hiccupy and when i do video i don't but next up i got little monsters this is number three and i believe this, again, is an issue that I read number four last week or the week before because I was confused where the kids were at when they are going after the other people. And here it explains more. And we get more of the character that got injured, the little vampire that found him and sucked some of the blood. And now they're... Trying to get the rest of the characters to believe them and come and look at the human. They're like, there are no humans left. It's like, shut up and follow me. I'm telling you there is. Why would I lie to you? Just follow them and see this human. And as we know in the next issue, they all devour, (laughs) eat the character, feed off them and feel the effects of the blood rush and the blood lust and what the blood does to their little vampire bodies and yeah this gives us a lot well not a lot more but a little more introduction into a couple of the characters what happened from their past what's happened in the future why they are where they're at and what they're dealing with and it was well done uh this again when i read the 
issue after this, I was confused. When I read this issue, it explained, connected the dots, and made it a lot better. So if I said that I was done with that run here, I was happier and would like to know more. But I also don't really want to go that far on that one either. I didn't want to go over six issues for that run. But I think we are on that. Don't quote me on it, but I really think that they are going above and beyond it. Uh, next up, we got living the Living Corpse Relics. Uh, I don't think I talked about this. But in here, we got, this is part one, Artifacts. We have some characters that are busting into a pyramid, and they're busting into a... An area of the pyramid that uh, was not explored before. And they happen to find a sarcophagus in there. The sarcophagus has chains and nails and spikes and all this shit. There's words on the wall that a, one person's reading and she's learning the what it's all about and what's going on and what's going to happen. And while well, these other two jackasses are just obsessed with opening this sarcophagus. And it's like, yeah, they deserve everything that happens to them along the way. But then we get uh, the living corpse talks about how he was, I was once John Romero until the day I died and came back as a mindless zombie. That was until I murdered my own wife and daughter before the sight and sound of my own son made the memories of my past life flood back to me. Unable to face what I have done, I fled the house and was found by the fallen angel Astroth, who told me that I had been brought back for a purpose, to keep the balance between the world of the living and the darkness that hides in the shadows to keep the dead dead. Uh, I want to keep going on that. We also get Lilith, who's a vampire, but wasn't always a vampire. And we have Astaroth in here, who's like the a fallen angel and kind of a guide as the gatekeeper. But with this story, this is awesome. I, I love the artwork in here. I mean, this is an example where they did the Fright Night series. I hated it because this is by American Mythology Publications. I hated the artwork of it and stuff. Now, this one's kind of done in that a more cartoony and realistic crossover artwork. And I love it. The way this one done, it's beautiful. Uh, the art is wonderful in here. And I don't know why we couldn't have got that from Fright Night. But, yeah, what you going to do? Uh, we get to deal with a bunch of yetis in this storyline that they're crossing over with. Uh, and there's just some awesome characters in here. I love this, like, Two-Face style character. She's a badass. Uh, it's like half her face is lizard demon creature. The other half is just 
normal human. And it's just her whole body's like that. And it's, <clears throat> but watching her deal with the Yetis and stuff. She's got her, she's got some pretty badass powers. And I love Lilith. And Lilith is a fun, fun vampire in this storyline. And she's kind of, she's more of a not, she's a Nos, she's born of the Nosferatu style clan. Whereas you have the normal vampires and the Nosferatu style vampires. And, we get to see an interesting little crossover. Something happens in here that I can't give away. You got to read it to see it and believe it. But, yeah, that was great. I'm not sure. It's, this looks like it's number one of six. Uh, I'll I'll definitely eat up those six issues. Uh, usually any Crypt Keeper style comics and stuff. I enjoy those because they give me that little Elvira feel to them. The Crypt Keeper, Tales from the Crypt style stuff. And next up, this is another one that I believe I I reviewed the 10th one and this is the 9th one. This is the Nice House on the Lake number 9 from DC Black Label. And this explains the gap to the missing parts of what was going on when I read the other one and reviewed it. Probably all confused, I'm guessing, because this makes more sense. Uh, we get more information on Walter and what's going on with all these characters. We're kind of getting a play of, hey, wait a minute, because I was very confused. Because it's like almost all of a sudden these characters started changing. I'm like, these don't seem like the same characters we had before. Or at least it seems like there's new characters popping in and stuff. And now we're getting these little uh, foggy notes. You know, like when you're in the bathroom, you write a note on the steamy window. And the next time your mirrors steam up, you'll see the note on there. And we're getting these notes like, Walter is not human. The world has been destroyed. He has taken your memories. Do not trust him. And then later on in the story, we get some more of those things written up, explaining even more stuff about things that I was questioning. It's like, why is this miss? Why am I? Why did we stop talking about this? And apparently these things, once Walter realized, okay, these humans are doing this, they're not going to following the path I want him to. Maybe Walter's just killing him off and grabbing new characters to experiment on. and Which makes us wonder, did the world really end? Or are they just testing on all these different characters still and they're still trying to get answers? And are we going to get answers along the way? I don't know. I'm really curious what's going to happen with it. Uh... Uh, I think it's, well, let's go one more. Let's talk about Poison Ivy. It's got the DC Pride cover. Humanity had its chance. Uh, this is Poison Ivy number one by DC Comics. Her new run. This was a strong issue. I loved, 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 loved how they played this out. 
how they're starting out this. Uh, it's following off uh, some storylines where Harley, Ivy, all kinds of things happened. People died, all that stuff. But now we're getting a world that's decaying and being taken over by psilocybin mushrooms and stuff. We're getting the the spores are taking over and uh, Ivy's starting out in Wyoming and she's spreading out amongst the world. And the way it looks, she's starting off a whole uh, mushroom spore apocalypse. And I want to know where it's going to go. I'm loving this Ivy layout, the way they're starting out this storyline. Kind of starting it pretty strong. I'm surprised they didn't hit these points until maybe the third issue. But yeah, I'm definitely in it to win it. Staying on for that this storyline, find out where it goes. Actually, I'm gonna I might drop it and trade it in the future. I got the first few issues ordered and then I'll trade out the rest, but depending on how long it's gonna go. Unless I hear that it's gonna be a short run, then I'll finish it off by issues. But yeah, I'm out of time, so I'll get back to you with the health portion right after this. Hope you enjoyed the comics portion, and we'll be back right after this. Okay, let's run down some health stuff. See what we got here to talk about. Some home herbal remedies. Things that you can use around your home to cure things that you can grow for yourself. It helps make your environment smell better. If you have smokers in the house or anything like that, some plants can help you get rid of that damn smoke smell and bad parts of dust and environment around you, uh, any other type of chemical stuff. There's some great plants out there that can do some pretty unique things if you learn about them. Let's start out with some healing herbal style remedies that you can try for your health. Calendula calendula officinalis. Okay, that's not a good sign when the first flower I can't even pronounce the damn thing. Calendula is also known as pot marigold. It's a centuries-old antifungal, antiseptic, wound-healing ally. The petals of these cheerful yellow and orange daisy-like flowers, they're very nice looking. They look beautiful in your yard. It's a nice thing about these two, and you can have some wonderful looking things. It cracks me up because a lot of people hate dandelions. And when they're in their yellow stage, they're so nice looking. You get that green and yellow in your yard. And then these people go out and they buy yellow flowers to plant. But they can't stand dandelions that they get for free all over their yard. And that they can make dandelion root tea and all this stuff, which is really healthy for them. But yeah, 
the petals of these cheerful yellow and orange daisy-like flowers lend skin-soothing properties to many natural cosmetics and diaper creams. Calendula is a freely reseeding annual that blooms all season long. It makes a lovely addition to gardens with full sun. Harvest the petals fresh. You can also dry entire blooms, which close in the evening before they form seeds. Cilantro, you can love it or hate it. It's Coriandrum sativum. Uh, cilantro boasts a unique flavor that people either love or hate, and I hate it, but I'm trying to learn how to use it more because I know its benefits. But yeah, if you give me a salsa that's heavy in cilantro, it's like instantly it tastes like crap to me. Uh, the leaves often garnish Mexican and Thai dishes. The seeds, known as coriander, Oh, really? We get coriander seeds from cilantro? See, that's I learned something right there. Coriander seeds I use in cooking and stuff. And I believe it's coriander that if you throw it in with your uh, uh, sauerkraut, it takes some of the bitterness away. I'm pretty sure it was coriander that I do that, that I put in there. Uh, coriander... Seeds are a prime ingredient in Indian curries. Few think of this plant as a medicinal herb, but research shows it's a powerful digestive aid and may be capable of removing heavy metals and other toxic agents from the body. Cilantro grows best in a cool, moist garden and will quickly bolt in hot, hot weather. Look for slow bolt varieties from seed companies. And you can also look up a recipe for a cleansing cilantro pesto. If you want to try that. They have lemon balm. Known as Melissa officinalis. The oils, tannins, and bitters in this these fragrant leaves and flowers of lemon balm have a relaxing antispasmodic effect on the stomach and nervous system. It may help fight off viruses such as herpes simplex when used topically, according to a 2008 study. Lemon balm is tasty and gentle enough for children when prepared in teas or tinctures with a glycerin base. And everything check with your doctor i am not a doctor i'm not anybody with knowledge of shit i just read stuff and let you know my opinions of it uh, this calming and uplifting perennial makes a pretty patch of bright green in the garden and is a great plant to grow fresh the dried herb loses some potency after six months but there are Lemon balm and peppermint infusion recipes you can search up if you want. Then we have peppermint, mentha X piperita. Spearmint and peppermint are familiar flavors in toothpaste and chewing gum. Both pack a powerfully refreshing zing, but the natural center for complementary and integrative health 
NCCIH reports that peppermint provides stronger medicine than its more culinary cousin. When brewed as tea, peppermint may relieve digestive discomforts such as indigestion and vomiting. It can also soothe sore muscles when applied topically as a liquid or lotion. All mints spread rampantly in a moist garden. Consider growing each plant in its own large pot. Harvest leaves just before flowering any longer and they'll begin to taste bitter. That's good to know. Rosemary, which I love. If you're going to make any type of meats like a pork roast or beef roast or tenderloins or any type of thick beef product, pork product, I love rosemary in it. But rosemary, also known as Rosemarinus officinalis. Rosemary is the great reviver. This perennial woody herb stimulates energy and optimism and sharpens memory and concentration by bringing more oxygen to your brain. It's a wonderfully stimulating alternative to caffeine when you need that second win. Well, that's interesting. I wonder, hmm. I might have to try and see about a rosemary-style tea, maybe, because my mom is 86 with dementia, and she's going crazy with her brain issues. And if a rosemary tea would help benefit her memory and concentration, that would be great, because she's enjoying tea right now, and I'm enjoying tea now that I, I am able to drink iced tea. I haven't tried it warm yet. I'm still afraid to try warm tea or coffee, because... I was getting sick from them after drinking them for 50 years with no problems and loving them. And all of a sudden, bam, I can't. But now I'm able to do iced tea. Soon here, I will try some coffee and warm tea. uh, A row of these long-lived and drought-tolerant plants makes a beautiful, bee-friendly evergreen hedge. You may only need one plant in your garden. A little goes a long way. Ah, it smells so good. I'd be happy with a whole bunch of it around my house. (laughs) Uh, Mullein. Verbascum thapsis. That's that fuzzy looking plant. Huh. I see that stuff. Mullein soothing properties may help heal bronchial respiratory infections. It's funny that it works with the respiratory system when it has these fine hair looking things all over the leaves. The leaves are commonly added to cough formulas. Give this handsome and stately biennial plenty of space and stand back in wonder. The sturdy yellow flowered stem will emerge from within a rosette of thick, hairy leaves, reaching skyward nearly 60 feet, or nearly six feet. Holy shit. Okay, sorry, I gotta get this water bottle open. I'm getting dry mouth. Mm. <clears throat> Take a drink if you got it. It's good for you. If you're drinking... 
water. <laughs> I suppose it depends what you're drinking, whether or not it's good for you. And then next up, another thing I love using with my meat when I'm cooking anything beef or pork related. I use it on my fish too a lot of times, but thyme. <laughs> Thymus vulgaris. This ground covers delicate stems and tiny leaves. Belly, the tremendous power attributed to it by Europeans in the Middle Ages. Many believed in the herb's ability to heighten bravery and ward off nightmares. Modern herbalists rely on the antibacterial and antiseptic properties of thyme's oils to prevent winter colds and flus. Many cultivators exist beyond the straight species, including sweet-tasting citrus varieties that are perfect tummy remedies. Uh, it's for children. And then next up, we got lavender. Lavendula. Long recognized for its sweet perfume, lavender also boasts medical benefits as a mild antidepressant that may also benefit your nervous system. I like to use it in the house for odor effect, and it's great to keep everybody in a nice calm state. It's just, it's very, very floral, very potent, which I never really think of the pets when using these things. Gotta make sure they don't affect the pets because their noses are stronger than our noses. Um, add lavender oil to your bath to alleviate stress, tension, and insomnia. It's also used in creams to treat sunburns and acne. I did not know you could use lavender for sunburn or acne. Woody lavender plants prefer hot, sunny, and dry environments. The fresh flowers are tasty in small doses when added to salads. I didn't know you could eat the lavender flowers like that. Now I want to have some in my salad. Uh, honey. I've had lavender honey, lavender butter, lavender teas, lavender lemonade, and even shortbread cookies. Ooh, I want some lavender shortbread cookies. If you're crafty, try sewing up an herbal heating pad or eye pillow with the fragrant dried flowers. Next up, we got German chamomile, Matricaria recutita. Delicate apple-scented chamomile demonstrates the mild that mild doesn't mean ineffective. It's primarily grown for its small yellow-bellied flowers. The NCCIH reports that chamomile is one of the best herbs for treating colic, nervous stress, infections, and stomach disorders in children. In fact, it was chamomile tea that Peter Rabbit's mother fixed for him after his stressful chase in Mr. McGregor's garden. <laughs> But yeah, just be careful with herbs and stuff. Research them. Know what you're getting. Don't overdo it. There are ones that you can eat the wrong part of and get sick from. 
uh, wrong part of the plant or you can eat too much of and get sick from it or cause allergy related things. So always check with your doctors and learn about as much research as much as you can about stuff before you start sticking it into things. Let's see, some MS complications that you may or may not deal with throughout your history of multiple sclerosis. Uh, Corticosteroid-related complications. Complications from short-term oral corticosteroids can include high blood pressure, fluid retention, pressure in the eyes, weight gain, mood and memory problems. Uh... They have other first line of defense things now for multiple sclerosis, flare-ups, and inflammations and stuff. But a lot of people like to go to that corticosteroids and you can develop long-term problems with multiple use and all that stuff with them. So look into it and be careful with it. Uh, Few people should take corticosteroids long-term. However, if you do take them long-term, you may be at greater risk for complications that include infections, high blood sugar, thin bones and fractures, cataracts, bruises, and reduced adrenal gland function. So be careful with it. I don't like using it. So I just write out my flares and major issues unless... It causes respiratory or something like that that I would definitely have to get to a doctor. I'd rather ride it out than... I mean, I can usually ride it out and it'll dissipate within a week usually. If it doesn't, then I go to a doctor. But uh, if I can ride it out and get rid of it, why go sit in a hospital and be like... Go back and forth to a hospital for a week doing steroids or stay in the hospital while you're on the steroid run until you your flare goes away and it's like okay so I just did all that for the same thing I could have done just by sitting at home so that's why I decided that's the way I go with it my issues and then if I can if it's going beyond that period and I'm worried about something that I'll go to my doctor. That's how I play it out, but definitely use your judgment for yourself and don't follow my judgment. But yeah. Uh, bladder and bowel problems. Those are fun. Uh, they can usually include constipation, diarrhea, incontinence, uh, bladder may be overactive or fail to empty, empty completely. You can, uh, some people follow a high fiber diet or take medications like fiber agents or stool softeners. Others receive nerve stimulation and physical therapy to help regain some of your bowel and bladder function. Uh, they have lots of different types of medications. I'm on a variety of things on and off. They change my stuff up as it quits working. Right now, I've uh, doubled my 
one bladder. I don't have bowel issues. I drink plenty of water and stuff like that. So I don't have to worry about that at the moment. It's just when I have certain medications and I might have the bowel issue problems, but bladder is the main one that I deal with. And, uh, my medication, they doubled up on that now. And, uh, I'm going to have to hang on, let me, I just, I gotta look at this and just checking out my cat here. Lemmy, you're not helping. Now quit that. Just let me look. And quit covering it with your paw. You gotta make sure you don't have a tick on you. Yeah, you're no help, you know what? But no, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I noticed something on my cat. I had to check it out because my cat. Decided to be Mr. Badass and kicked the shit out of another cat last week and that was in our neighborhood and he had to protect his territory, which I assumed he did a really good job because all he had was a little cut on one of his pads of his feet, front feet, and then he had a little cut on his ear, his war-torn ear, the one that had little chunks bitten out of it back in the day before we met him. But now we're noticing little scars on his belly and stuff. So yeah, he got attacked pretty good by the other little prick cat. But he went. He still got home. He's the badass, Mr. Lemmy Killmeister. Alright, uh... Yeah, there's, I'd talk to your doctor if you're having any major bladder or bowel problems and they can set you up with some type of medications to try out and see how those go. I get, I really liked how this one worked. I could finally go through the night without getting up. I, I got up on average four to eight times a night. There were nights where I got up every 15 minutes and being down in the basement, you got to climb the flight of stairs and I got to crawl up the stairs because the way my body works and shit, I don't even want to explain it. And, uh, yeah, so it's, it's sucks. <laughs> so now I got this and now I can get away with, yeah, on average of three times a night. I'll have to get up, but it's like, now the way it's working, sorry, I'm blowing cat hair off my hand that's holding the microphone if it's, <laughs> if you're hearing any weird stuff, but, uh, yeah, I, I lost my train of thought. Yeah, with my new routine, it's like, I try and go to the bathroom just before I go to bed around 11, 12 o'clock at night. On average, then it shithead has me up by three, four if I'm lucky. Then I'll go to the bathroom. Then I'll go to the bathroom again before I go back to bed at five thirty ish. 
and then hopefully sleep till eight before I got to get up and go again. <laughs> but yeah, and then usually just stay up the rest of the day and get my shit done. Yeah. All depends on the cat. Like this morning we stayed in bed till nine because he crawled back in bed with me after Ma left for work and he was just so so cute and cuddly and curled up on my side so I don't want to bother him. It's my excuse not to have to get up. <laughs> uh, but then of course the bladder says nine o'clock you went past your normal time. Get your ass up or you're going to go right now. But I was sleeping on Shelly's side of the bed. So. <laughs> uh, let's see. Mental health complications. Depression may be connected to changes in brain tissue caused by MS. Bipolar affective disorder may also be a side effect of MS. Progression. Or certain medications such as corticosteroids. Uh, treatments for MS-related mental health issues include medications like tricycline or tricyclic antidepressants and selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, SSRIs, different forms of psychotherapy such as cognitive behavioral therapy also can help manage symptoms. Uh, yeah, there's a variety of things and definitely talk to people, suicide hotline, all that, uh, anything. If you're having any problems, they have awesome little things now, which I'm going to get, I think I'm going to spend <clears throat> not this week, but next week. I got too much going on this week. Uh, trying to get a few, at least a couple advertising backers including the one that uh i don't know the name offhand right now i hear it on a lot of other podcasts but it's therapy that you can get done on do therapy online contact a therapist and work with a therapist that way you don't have to go into a therapy office a psychiatrist office and you can get whatever help you need and talk to them about stuff i really want to get on it. I'm just hoping I can get them as advertisers and maybe get a free session or two to try it out myself because I gotta I need therapy <laughs> bad. <laughs> but, uh, vision changes occur with MS progression. Uh, some th- symptoms you might uh, have different complications like blurry vision Diplopia, which is double vision, nystigmus, which is uncontrolled eye movements, and vision loss. Treatments may focus on helping you manage vision changes. This could also involve wearing an eye patch if you have double vision or taking medications to control the nystigmus. Cognitive issues, cog fog cognitive impairment, all that increases with progression of MS. Uh, uh-oh. Cat's falling. <laughs> uh, he almost fell in the garbage can. Uh, 
Back to the dumpster where he was born. <laughs> uh, but people living with MS develop cognitive issues like memory loss, slower intellectual processing. Uh, these issues could also result in reduced problem solving, verbal, abstract reasoning, and visual spatial abilities. These changes in cognition are likely from brain atrophy or lesions caused by MS. Cognitive changes don't have significantly have to significantly impact the day-to-day life of someone with MS. There are medications and cognitive rehabilitation that can help people retain cognitive function. Support from Family and friends is also an important resource, but can also be useless sometimes, depending on what your family and friends are like. Uh, Sensory impairment you could deal with as you progress. Uh, People with MS may have a feeling of numbness or other physical sensations. Dysthesia is a painful form of these sensations. This condition can cause aching, burning, a feeling of tightness. Uh, The MS hug is a feeling of tightness in the chest that makes it hard to breathe. This condition can be a form of dysthesia or a result of a spasm. Uh, There's venous thrombolism, VTE, thromboembolism. VTE occurs when a blood clot travels through the bloodstream to a vessel, causing a blockage. A study, oh, yeah, we don't want to get into the study, but uh, some risk factors include disability, spasticity, muscle stiffness, lack of mobility, and steroid use. The reduce, to reduce the risk of VTE, people with MS can focus on overall care including eating a healthy diet and improving mobility as much as possible. Uh, But we're running out of time, so we're going to end it there with that stuff. Uh, Yeah, it's been an interesting week, so it's going to be an interesting next couple of weeks. So hopefully we can keep entertaining you, giving you some useful tips and tricks and things you can do to help with your some of your problems and hopefully you live a happy healthy life as well as you can with as little issues as possible rate review tell a friend send us question comments to kevin the duck pool at gmail.com and i will give you a shout out answer any questions or whatever uh but yeah be good kick shadow monster check out crimson cull comic club under the cull under the cull of ms and we will get back to you again probably tomorrow with a wellness episode so be good be safe we'll be back